0: Well, we have a website. We do. No, we don't.
1: Huh?
0: Wait, do we have a website? No, we don't have a website.
1: No, we don't. No, we, <laughs> I didn't know say, if you'd made one all no,
0: of a sudden. No, okay. Welcome to Love and Brief, a brief ABDL podcast focused on issues of love. That's love for self, love for others, love for community, just cases and cases and cases of fluffy, fluffy love. Hmm.
1: That's nice.
0: We're here with our friend, Dr. Rhoda, today to discuss one of our questions that came from one of our listeners. But who are we? But who are we? Who are we really? Who are we
1: really? (laughs) That's the question we're here to tackle. It's going to be a long episode.
0: I think... Though I'm not sure that I am road not taken.
1: That was very Cartesian of you. Thank you. Um, I think, and therefore I am resonant yes. Mm. And uh, we've taken a little hiatus during the summer here. So if you've been staring at your phone minute after minute, wondering when the next Love and Brief podcast is coming.
0: Like we fantasize
1: you all like are. Like we'd like to imagine you're doing. Um, Sorry, is what I'm saying. It's been a while, but it's it's kind of going to go this way this throughout the summer because that's how summers work. But um, if it's not summer for you and you live on the part where it's the middle of the winter, just we're apologizing right now. And we're going to do our very best to, to put out an episode about every two weeks during the summer. And then once we get back into the fall, we will be able to do, I think, more regular love and briefs. That's correct. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to dig into our question. If you've not uh, listened to previous episodes and you've not met Dr. Rhoda before, we're going to introduce Dr. Rhoda now. So this is going to be my best effort. Dr. Rhoda Lipscomb is a um, clinical sex therapist. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Sex therapist, sexuality coach,
1: all-around awesome human being. That's right.
2: All-around awesome gal.
1: <laughs> Operating out of the greater Denver, Denver era, but uh, but you do a whole lot of work with people remotely, right?
2: I do. I do a lot of coaching work with people remotely, so I, I do have more flexibility that way.
1: And if you if you haven't heard our introductory episode with Dr. Rhoda, she actually specializes in working with people with an ABDL kink. And how amazing is that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and really, I mean, to be honest, I've, you know, the more you get into your career, the more you kind of specialize. And I've gotten to a point now, um, you know, I've done human sexuality work for over 25 years. I think it's 27, a long time. Hmm. Um, And I'm getting to a point where over the next year or two, I'm probably going to limit myself to two very distinct um, areas And one is, of course, ABDL. I, I, I have no plans to go anywhere as far as the ABDL community. I'm very devoted to this community. Um, and then the other is open relationships. So those are going to be my two focus.
1: Oh, cool. Um, That's Coming so interesting. up here very soon. Yes. So when we get um, a question about open ABDL relationships, we know who to call. We're coming oh, to you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I would love to. That's awesome. <laughs> and if you've not read any of uh, Dr. Rhoda's work, she's published. Mm -hmm. on uh, exactly these kinds of issues, um, both focused on ABDL, uh, there's a dissertation she wrote focused on ABDL, and um, focused on how to have a healthy sexual self and sexual experience in the world. So I recommend checking that out. Her book is called No More Hiding, Mm -hmm. and I read it cover to cover uh, on a flight from LaGuardia to where I live. So it was uh, was that stirring of a read I couldn't put it down. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. (laughs) So um, let's dig into our question. So What? She has to
0: tell us about her love.
2: Oh,
1: of course. Dr. Rhoda. Update us
0: on how your love is.
1: How is your love?
2: How is my love? Um, You know, there's there's parts of my love that are wonderful and strong and stable um, and are the rock of my life. And there are other parts that, you know, come and go. And it is just what it is.
1: I think, is a perfect description of all love. It very yeah, It is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: Well, let me dig into the question here, and we're going to help somebody else out, I think, with their love, and hopefully more than just one somebody else. But yes. our question asker uh, sent us an anonymous question to our loveandbrief at gmail.com email, which is a great way to get in touch with us, and said, uh, said this, ABDL regression-related fantasies are somewhat of a paraphilia for me. And consequently, the idea of being in a relationship in which intimate sexual relations and acts terrifies me. My interest in vanilla sexual acts is near zero, despite experiencing romantic attractions to people. Just wondering if you're aware of any cures, suggestions, or methodology with regard to overcoming diaper-related sexual intercourse fear. Just curious to hear how other ABDLs may have navigated and overcome this issue, or if anyone had experience incorporating diapers into sexual intercourse in order to, quote, make it work. And I can tell you, just in case you're wondering, from the other context of this note, what we're not describing is asexuality, where somebody wants to have a romantic partner but not a sexual relationship. From the context of the rest of the note, what we're talking about is somebody who has a sexual drive. Mm -hmm. uh, It's just centered in an ABDL kink and doesn't experience the same arousal when, uh, looking at what we might call vanilla sex or more non ABDL sex. So with that said, Dr. Roto, any first thoughts on, on what this person's experiencing?
2: Um, you know, I think a lot of people who have very strong, um, ABDL sexual sides, um, Fear that if if they can't make their sexual life look like what they think the typical vanilla individuals want, that it's not going to be acceptable. It's this kind of all or nothing mentality that either I've got I've to be able to uh, be sexual in the ways that they've seen in movies and heard about in books and or heard about from friends. And like, if it's not that, it's not going to be good enough for the person they're with. And that isn't always the case. Um, Now, certainly you, you are going to find partners who do have that kind of rigid mentality about that. That is how it has to be. And so there's a good reason why sometimes people have that fear um but i think it's also making sure that they're finding people where early enough in the relationship they can be honest about their wants and desires and find that find that way of creating a sex life that works for for the people involved so that what they're doing um incorporates things that both of them like Whether it's actually incorporating diapers into sexual intercourse, using fantasy, maybe using them as a warm-up, and then transitioning to maybe something that might be what some people consider more vanilla sex-sex. I mean, it's it's not an all-or-nothing.
1: Yeah, Um, it's such an important note, I think, for all discussions on sexuality— but particularly yes. for this question, is it's rarely all or nothing. It is. And so many people stop themselves from being
2: sexual because they're so afraid they're not going to be able to satisfy their partner without ever even really discussing it with them. Because that fear of rejection, that fear of not satisfying them, is so overpowering. I mean, just general public, You see that all the time, you know, and it's so sad because people shut down this part of their lives rather than try to create something new and different that still works. Hmm. And it is very much that all or nothing mentality.
0: I would I, I think that that's that all or nothing can be very dangerous. I I think that maybe I don't know if the asker of the question is assuming this but it seems like it might be similar to something that i felt and whenever i felt that i assumed that vanilla sex was wholly uncomplicated and that my sex was very complicated and i think that that's just not the case i think sex in and of itself can be very simple and very complicated and that it would be not giving your potential partner the enough credit to just sort of say that they're vanilla so they're only going to be able to do A, B, and C mm-hmm. instead of C, A, one, three, square, like all kinds of weird things
2: in Exactly. Um, and, and even just reading the question, you know, the, the whole language about other cures, like somehow there's something wrong with what this person is wanting that it, somehow it needs to be cured. Rather than it, it's probably fine the way it is, how does this person find partners who can be comfortable with it, who can be okay with it?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that point about curing, I know we've spoke about before, where we say, look, it's a problem that has to be cured. And sometimes the problem to be cured is one's perspective on their sexuality. Um, that the cure is not to try and uh, get rid of some part of your sexual attraction or your sexual self, but to ask, how can I more successfully integrate this into a world where it might not 100% match up? And there's all these fantasies that folks have, including myself, of, oh, I'm just going to find the partner who's into everything I'm into, and, and they're going to be exactly in sync, and we're, all we're going to do is just have amazing intimate sex. And I can tell you, even in a marriage where we both came in with the same kink, and I'm using same sort of with quotes around it, there are no two ABDL kinks alike. Mm-mm. And it's, it's, a, it's a lovely oh, fantasy no. that like RNT and I just are 100% in lockstep on our kink, but we're not either. And we are constantly saying, hey, here's a thing I want. Can we maybe try and integrate? Here's a mm-hmm. thing that doesn't do it for me. How do we, how do we work with that?
0: The way I'm reading sex uh, in this question is PIV sex. And I think I, whenever I was with a partner who didn't enjoy this, a thing that I would do is sort of go a little bit into my own mind and get myself excited and take care of myself in that way, even though my partner wasn't into this. But even with RY and I, and I hope, is it okay if I share kind of an intimate detail? Um, whenever we are having PIV sex and that's sort of not where we live, um, I will bring back moments that I know will excite him. I'll talk to him about things that I know he is very much into and he does very much enjoy in order to sort of like re like connect us along the way so that even though it's not our, our main thing, we're still connecting really deeply and he's still very turned on. And I think even with a vanilla partner, Uh, you can do that, like absolutely 100% do that. I had a very kind vanilla partner that used to talk to me about ABDL things while we were having sex to sort of spur me along. And I thought, you know, even if they're not up for it, uh, that doesn't mean you can't get what you need sexually Mm
2: -hmm. when you're having intercourse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know I like to always tell people that sex is this you know huge buffet, and so many people go and they they take the same thing off the buffet every time or they think that that's all that they can take rather than looking at this wide assortment of options that they have that can be fun and exciting or different or okay maybe not your thing every time, but you know every once in a while you wouldn't mind. And, and they limit themselves so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And the limiting is both, uh, at least in my experience, is both uh, limiting when you're actually engaged in sexual play, but even more so, my limiting uh, was projective. I was assuming mm-hmm. that I was limited. I was assuming that anybody that I was with would have X response to it, and therefore... Mm-hmm. I have to dial it back because there is this sort of norm that I have to come as close to possible, as close as possible to adhering to. And that limiting, um, I get it. It makes sense. And it's possible that eight out of ten of your partners are like, "Mm, no, if you're thinking about diapers, I want out. It's possible. But also. Sure. um, But that's only ten. And the other two wouldn't. And there's just so many potential amazing, intimate partners that you could have, that that limiting is kind of self-imposed.
0: hmm We actually just spoke with a couple the other night. Um, and it's not the only couple of friends that we have where one partner is very much into diapers and the other partner is very much not. But um, one of our two friends, friend groups, she described it as his lingerie. And if his lingerie Got him all turned on Then she wanted to wear the diapers Or she wanted him to wear them And then the other one was really open to exploring So those other two At least in our experience Are just open minded Albeit nilla In their own like interests They're open to What makes their partner happy And I think you can absolutely find a person like that If you Search hard enough Mm -hmm. and long enough
2: Absolutely, and and sometimes it's not so much about not being able to, but so many people stop trying, or the way they do it is that they they bring it up before they've even had the first date. And,
0: That's a, you know, that can be intimidating.
2: It's a, It's a bit intimidating if you've not even had a chance to get to know the person, decide if you like the person, decide if you're attracted to the person, and now you're going, oh, and I have to have okay, unique types of sex, Um, yeah, it tends to intimidate and push people away who might otherwise consider it once they've gotten to know you like you, care about you.
0: R.Y., you had a relationship. Your past relationship was with someone who was Nella, but I know that you— and I know that you don't really enjoy just perfectly anal sex. How did you guys make it work whenever you were having sex?
1: Yeah. Um, well, we didn't very well. Uh, really? Yeah, but that wasn't on my partner. A lot of that was on me, and I'll tell you why. So I can absolutely identify with this question asker, like 100%. This is not just a head identification. This is a heart identification. Like I am feeling with you because I also really struggle and and historically have struggled to be aroused when there's not ABDL stuff in the mix. This is just you know, as one of our friends said, I came factory installed with this. It's just my way in, and um, God knows I've tried for years to be like, well, maybe if I just watch enough mainstream porn, or maybe if I just think about it enough, you know, maybe it'll work out. And so I really felt like kind of a failure and kind of a loser um, sexually because not only was I married to somebody who wasn't into it, but my belief was that I was flawed, that I was, I was the variation from the norm and, and even more so the variation from correct. And somehow I had to get my broken switch set back to norm. Um, I have since changed my mind dramatically on that. And it has been the greatest therapy for actually increasing my interest in sex and in intercourse. Uh, There's all kinds of reasons why a person might not be interested in sex or intercourse. And I use intercourse to mean, you know, any type of um, sort of, you know, mutual stimulation that you're imagining. But Mm -hmm. um, that scared the shit out of me forever. I don't know why. It just does. And my way in was actually not to try and be more into it. My way in was to say, what really makes me sexually satisfied? And can I be with a partner where like we can leverage that to bridge the things that can make her sexually satisfied. And when I experience her loving what we're doing, um, I actually get turned on. And it turns out that it, actually it feels pretty good to me too. And over time, I mean, uh, you know, maybe it's sort of a cognitive behavioral thing or something. But over time, it just got, it went from nearly impossible to hard, hard to difficult, and has made its way from difficult to enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I'm still not like a, you know, PIV Casanova, (laughs) but I've learned that like mutual sexual satisfaction is intimacy if we can meet each other there. And all of a sudden I find myself looking forward to it.
2: Mm-hmm. Instead
1: of, you know, trying to figure out how the hell do I get myself to do it?
2: Absolutely. And that's, that's the problem for so many people. I think whether you're ABDL or, or vanilla at heart is that to truly be sexually intimate with somebody is scary and vulnerable. There are people out there who what we think of as that typical vanilla sex really is what they want. But it might also be because that's what they think they're supposed to want. And there's a lot of people who who go through life engaging in what they think they're supposed to want. And, and they don't give sex a lot of thought, because, again, because they don't think they're supposed to. Sex can be so wonderful when you can really embrace it and... Let it be all the things it can be. Um, but that's not necessarily what everyone wants.
1: Any advice if they're feeling like they, they really um, they want to be more attracted to, let's say, intercourse? Um, any advice for, is, is there a way for them to experience that?
2: Hmm... You know if, if they are the way you described yourself, there may not be. Like that may just be the way they're wired and it's okay hmm. And then they need to find somebody who c- can be comfortable with it being incorporated whether directly or indirectly. Yeah.
0: the advice that I would have is is similar to what Dr. Rhoda said which is you' you you don't I don't think that you would necessarily need to overcome your desire and need to incorporate diapers into your sexual intercourse, but just be very open with your partner about what you need and help help the right person find their way in. R.Y. and I, like we've been saying throughout this episode, do not share exactly the same kink, but we will find our way in through our own little imaginative, like our own little fantasies, will find our way into each other's kinks. You, I don't think you need to overcome your love, but I would, as our Y said, try and overcome your fear, try and reframe the way you look at your love for diapers, not your love for diapers. Don't <laughs> overcome that.
2: Yeah. It's more about overcoming the fear than it is overcoming or finding some cure for wanting diapers to be part of sexual play.
1: Anonymous, thank you for sending this really important question. You are not the only one, as evidenced by me sitting here. Um, and
0: we hope you find what you're looking for.
1: Me too. And I mostly hope you find within yourself the freedom to explore and, you, and, and to uh, face a little bit of rejection along the way and to find somebody with whom you can build those real intimate bridges, even if you don't share a kink exactly. And with that, Dr. Rhoda, thank you for being again on Love & Brief. Can we call you back for another one?
2: Oh, absolutely. I would love to be back. Yay.
1: Score. If you <laughs> want to get in touch with Dr. Rhoda, what's the best way to do that?
2: My website is uh, www.drroda.com or my email is rhoda at drhoda.com.
1: Well, that's pretty easy to remember. That's easy, yeah. And yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, r
2: We have an email address.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Uh, it's loveandbrief at gmail.com. And we also have an email. Instagram where you can find us and chat with us. Uh, it's under resonant. Yes. Uh, we also have a group on FetLife where you can find us uh, and ask us questions and send us messages and, and I'm Road Nut taken on there, and he's Resonant yes, and talk to him because I'm very bad at talking to people on there. True, um, and the, that is all. That is. That's how you get in touch with us.
1: And that's about it for this week's episode of Love and Brief. Remember, we're going to a summer schedule, so they may be a little bit more sparse during the summer. But don't give up on us, and we certainly won't give up on you and spreading love in the ABDL community. This has been Love in Brief.
2: Love in brief.